You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every week to make this the most popular podcast offered online because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you guys make smarter trades. So thanks so much for tuning in today, and thank you so much for everyone who's already put some awesome comments in iTunes, in the reviews up there. That really helps us as we get started here with episode number five, but I'm glad that it's been great that you guys are enjoying this content. There's so much more to come. We've got so many more great episodes planned out in the future, stuff that I'm already recording, interviews, testim- or case studies that we're doing. Um, it's just going to be awesome. So in today's episode, though, what I want to talk about is why technical studies are dying and charts should be obsolete, right? And I know I'm going to take a lot of flack for saying this, and that's okay, right? I'm starting to, to build this discussion and, and start the discussion, really, about why I think that over time, uh, charts and charting will be more or less obsolete or just as much less important than it is today. So there's a couple things we're going to go over in today's show. One, we're going to talk about why people don't even use them the right way anyway, right? Why people don't use technicals the right way and how you can maybe avoid that if you are using technicals. And number two, we're going to talk about why charts are becoming less important because they don't really show us anything when it comes to options trading. So all of the numbers that we need when it comes to making a good decision about an options trade are really, really not even reflected in the chart itself. And why that's going to come as a surprise to some of you that I say that I'm starting to wean myself off of using charts as much. And then the last thing we're going to talk about is really kind of my thoughts on the future of trading for the individual and retail trader like me and you. So the guys that are out there, small guys like me and you that are just doing this at home or on the side and trying to make a living doing this, what the future of trading is going to look like as it relates to technicals and charting and probability. Okay, so we got a jam-packed episode, but of course, let's kick it off right away by talking about why people don't even use technical studies the right way and how they're using them wrong. So I often see, not only through the coaching that I've done, but also through other traders' video tutorials, right? I go and snoop on other websites and competitors, even though I don't think anybody's close to doing what we're doing. But I think that when I see other people use technicals, it makes a lot of sense, right? And that's why people are are drawn to technical analysis when they get started, right? The whole invest tools movement like seven years ago was really kind of a kickstarter for a lot of people using technicals on a broad-based level, right? So a lot of retail traders, a lot of individual traders. And what they did is they said, okay, there's an easier way to figure out where stocks are going by using this visual tool called technical analysis. And again, it works because people are visual. We are visual learners as human beings. So when we see something, we then understand it. If we can conceptually see a cross or an oversold indicator or an overbought indicator, we can visually see it on the chart. Therefore, it must be true. And again, all this stuff works great. I use technicals now. Technicals are are definitely something that I will glance at. They are not the basis of how I trade options, far from it. But if I need to be swayed one way or another, 
if I just don't have an opinion on the market and maybe I need to glance at the technicals and see which way the market might go, I will use them for that purpose. But what happens is, is that even though as traders, and we all fall into the same trap, even though as traders, we look at those technicals, we know they make sense, we know we can read the signals, whether it's a buy signal or a sell signal, the reason that people are failing when they're using technicals is because they don't trust all of the signals, right? They trust the buy signal, but then they get greedy and they don't trust the sell signal. Or they trust the sell signal, but then they never get enough confidence to get back into the security and trust that buy signal. And so technicals really only work on a broad-based level after lots of lots of trades if you truly take every signal for grant, for at its base value, meaning that if you get a buy signal, you buy no matter what. You're like a robot. You've got to be mechanical about how you do this. You get a buy signal, you go in and you buy, or you get long the stock, or you trade a, a bullish option strategy. And if you get a sell signal, then you've got to reverse it, right? You've got to either start protecting the position, getting out of the position, or selling the stock short getting bearish on the stock, whatever the case is. But the number one reason why people fail when they use technicals is because they just don't trust the signals. They don't have faith in all of the signals. They'll use one or another signal and they'll try to make up for this lack of confidence in the signals by using more signals, right? So like I've seen guys that I've, you know, coached where you know, I'll say, hey, you know, show me your screen. I want I want to see what you're looking at because they're talking about all these different signals. And I look at the screen and up at the very top is a very small, small stock chart. Okay. And so the stock chart is very small, but then below that they've got 10 or 11 different trading signals that they're working off of. And it becomes to the point where you get analysis paralysis, right? And you look at so many different indicators. You're analyzing so many different factors that you basically paralyze yourself because you can't make a decision. You don't know what to do because everything is telling you to do something different. So when you are trading with technicals, my advice is this. Focus on one to three at the max technicals that you are comfortable using. Myself, I like to use CCI and MACD. I find that those are the best signals for me, not necessarily the best market signals, but they're the ones that I feel confident that if I get a signal that I'm going to lean or tilt my option strategy one way or another. So if you're out there and you have 10 different signals, you know you don't really use all of them because they're all going to give you some sort of conflicting entry exit. Whittle that list down to maybe one to three at the max technical signals that you can use and be religious about using those signals. So if it says buy, you buy. If it says sell, you sell. Okay. Now at the end of the day, all of this stuff, in my opinion, is going to start to become less and less important. And the reason it becomes less important is because now as the option industry is progressing and we're finding out so much more using data and studies and analysis of how option prices work and how they move, what we're finding is that it really has nothing to do with where the stock is going. That in even more blatant terms now than it ever has been, you have no idea, and I have no idea, to not, not pointing the finger at you, believe me, but you or me, we, we none of us have any idea where the stock is going on a day-to-day basis. 
So even though we use technicals to maybe give us a little bit of an edge, maybe a little bit of a hint or a nudge in one direction, the end result is that after all the studies and after all the advances in technology and after all the things that we know and the market data we have, we still as traders know nothing about where stocks are going in the future. There was a an awesome study done looking at uh, and I, I got to pull it up and I'll throw it in the show notes, but there's an awesome study done looking at all of the recommendations that some of the mo- biggest investment firms had like Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan and Deutsche Bank and Citigroup and all of their recommendations to buy or sell stocks. And at the end of the day, all of these analysts, and I used to be an analyst, I, I was in that business and I used to work on Wall Street. So so I know you know where those guys are and, and how much data and how much information they have. And even given all of that stuff, over the course of a couple of years, they were at best 50-50 on all of their recommendations. So when they said buy or when they said sell, at best, they were 50-50 on their recommendations. So what does that show you? That shows you that there's a huge market and a huge opportunity for guys like me and you or girls, if you're listening to this podcast, which is awesome, to have an opportunity to get into the market and have no uh, kind of disadvantage to some of those institutional players. So after all that said and done, what's really becoming more important than the technicals and the charts and where the stock might go or might not go is probability analysis and volatility. Some of the things that I haven't really touched on a lot in the podcast up until now, but are the cornerstones of how I trade options and how I've been able to do it successfully for a long time now. And that's this whole idea that we can take data and determine exactly where in a given range a stock is likely to trade over the next 30, 60, 90 days. So we can take all the trading history of Apple and going forward say, okay, there's a 90% chance that Apple trades between this number and that number. Or there's a 70% chance that Apple trades between this number and that number. Now, that type of information is extremely powerful for the individual investor and the individual trader like me and you, because now we are no longer confined to, is Apple going higher or lower? So a one directional move. Now we are given a range and now we can create and build an option strategy around that information that we have, knowing that Apple is going to be range bound 90% of the time between two different points. And we can create an option strategy that profits from the fact that we know 90% of the time it's going to be range bound. That is extremely powerful information and stuff that is continuing to develop at lightning fast speeds right now. And it's continuing to be pushed out to retail investors. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think one of the, the biggest, most prominent players in this particular space, if you're looking for a great broker, is Thinkorswim. And I'm they're not a sponsor on this podcast or anything. That's who I've used for a long time. I continuously push people towards Thinkorswim because they are at the forefront of delivering this type of information to you guys, knowing that it makes you a better trader and it makes them a much safer brokerage house because you trade much smarter. Okay. So this whole idea of using charts and technical analysis, just to kind of wrap up this part of it, it, it's great, but it really doesn't, doesn't give you any edge, right? It doesn't give you any statistical edge. No studies have ever proved that technical analysis gives you a long-term edge in the market. What you need to be focusing on are probability analysis and option volatility. Those two things are what give you 
the quote-unquote edge in the market over general market participants and really lead to long-term success. Okay, so that's what you need to be focusing on. Now, in my opinion, I think the future of trading is going to look a little bit different. And so I just want to talk about that a little bit so that you understand where I think the industry is going. Uh, 10 years ago, we didn't have any of this information. Even five years ago, we didn't know what we know now about volatility and entry points and exit points and where uh, probability analysis has come into play in such a big and strong and prominent role. And we've been talking about it for years. You can go back to our, our one of our first like 10 posts and we were talking about probability analysis like seven years ago. But it's becoming more and more prevalent in the market. So I think the future of trading is going to look a lot more numbers-based and less chart-based. It's going to care less about the actual lines on the chart where the stock moves and where things cross and what signal that gives you because two moons from Jupiter aligned and whatever the case is. And it's going to look more about mechanical, robotical trading on an individual level. Not saying that there's going to be more trading robots and computers because there undoubtedly there will be, but for the individual trader like me and you, the retail and trader like me and you, it's going to have to be more mechanical and more robotical, meaning that you're going to have to make trades on a consistent basis, meeting the same parameters and guidelines. So making the same 70% or 80% or 90% probability trade over and over and over and over again. And I think that that's actually a good thing. That's a good thing because it removes your emotion from the trade. As investors, one of our, our biggest faults is that we, we get into the emotional cycle of trading right? So if we're making money, we're happy. And if we're losing money, we're mad. And we try to fight back towards the market. And we try to, you know, claw back our way to, to make money. But by becoming more mechanical and becoming more of a, of a trading robot in a sense, not that you're a robot, but becoming more of a mechanical trader in doing things as soon as they hit your kind of guidelines and parameters, it actually takes you out of the equation and removes your emotion. So as soon as you see something that it becomes and, you know, fits in your wheelhouse of something you want to trade, you make a trade. As soon as it meets the parameters to exit the trade, you exit the trade. It's all very, very quick and it's very easy because it's already pre-programmed into what you're doing. So I think the future of trading is going to look a lot like that. I think it's going to be a lot of programs that meet a lot of these different criteria and basically automate a lot of the trading that we are doing now by clicking in and making orders to exit and enter. So I think there's going to be a lot more automation in the future, which is a great thing for institutional or for individual investors and retail traders like me and you, because it makes our life easier and it's going to give us a much, much higher chance of success and profitability going forward. All right. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I think that this is going to start a huge, huge discussion, obviously. And I definitely want to hear your comments. Go over to optionalpha.com slash show five. That's show five, just the number five. Add your comments in there. I'd love to know what you think about charts becoming obsolete. If you use charts, if you don't, I'm not saying that they're totally gone, but I do think that over time they are going to become less and less important. So the less you rely on them now, I think long-term you're going to be better positioned in the future. And as always, go ahead and leave us a comment there on iTunes. Let me know if you thought this was great information and definitely worthy of starting a valid discussion in the industry that really nobody has talked about just yet. All right, so let's jump into the closing bell. Now, 
the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. All right, so today in the closing bell, I wanted to actually kind of piggyback on the topic that we were talking about, the fact that you don't even need charts to make smarter, more profitable trades. So what we're going to look at today in the closing bell is a look at a Yahoo call spread and a Intel call spread. So the ticker symbol for Yahoo is YHOO and then Intel is INTC. So those are those ticker symbols. Now, it doesn't matter what the exact strike prices are, but here's what we're looking at for Intel. If we're looking at a call spread in Intel where we're selling a call and then buying a call further out doing a credit call spread. Right now, a $1 wide credit call spread in Intel above the market is giving us a credit of about 20 cents. Okay, so that 20 cent credit means that we can make $20 on this trade, just one individual spread. We can make $20 and on the flip side, we can lose $80 because it's a $1 wide spread. We take the $1 minus the credit that we received of 20 dollars and that gives us our max loss of $80. Now, in Yahoo, that exact same setup where we have a call spread above the market in Yahoo actually is giving us the exact same credit. So, a call spread where we're selling a call and then buying a call above that strike gives us a 20 cent credit. So, 20 cent uh, income is what we're taking in $20 and our max loss is $80. So on the outside, if you're looking at both of these trades, both in Intel and Yahoo, they both have the exact same money that we can make. We can make $20 in both of these trades. And in both of these trades, we can lose the exact same amount of money. So our max loss is capped in both current instances to $80. So the normal trader or the kind of old school trader would look at this and say, hey, that trade's about the same on both sides, right? So it doesn't matter if you make the Yahoo trade or you make the Intel trade. But now that we know everything that we know about probability and volatility, when we look at probability analysis for Intel versus Yahoo, what we've actually found today is that Intel has a much higher implied volatility reading than Yahoo. And so by having implied volatility higher in Intel, what basically happens is that the statistical probability of us losing money on the Intel trade right now is about 18%. So if we make that trade in Intel, our chance of losing money is about 18%. So really what that means is that we've got about an 82% chance of making money, right? If there's an 18% chance we lose, there's about an 82% chance that we win. Now, if we look at the other side and we look at Yahoo, Yahoo has about a 25% chance that we lose on this trade. So remember, it's the same money that we took in on both instances. We took in $20, we could lose 80. But with Yahoo, we've got a 25% chance of losing, meaning that we've got a 75% chance of winning. Now, even on this podcast, you didn't have to look at any charts, right? I mean, you don't have any charts and God forbid, if you're driving down the road, please don't look at charts of Yahoo or Intel right now. But everything that I've told you right now has nothing to do with the charts or the technicals. We have the exact same amount of money we can make in each, the exact same amount of money we can lose in each. But in this example, Intel is by far the better trade because we have a higher probability of success 
based on the entire trading history of Intel and the entire trading history of Yahoo. Intel, if we make that trade over and over again, is going to give us a higher probability of success. Therefore, we are more likely to keep that money with Intel than we are with Yahoo. Both very good trades, but Intel is by far the front runner in this different comparison that we're doing right now. And again, you didn't need any chart to understand that. All right. So again, I truly, truly hope that you guys took one thing out of today's show and enjoyed today's show. It's definitely a big concept, definitely going to ruffle some feathers, but I'm okay doing that. I've, I've done that for a couple of years now in this industry, and I think everyone's better for it. And hopefully you can apply something today to make you a more profitable, smarter trader and investor. Now, as always, you can find all of the show notes for today's show, any comments, any mentioned links or videos that we talked about by going to optionalpha.com slash show five. So the number five, optionalpha.com slash show five. And until next time, happy trading. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com.